Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Con 22, amen, that starts this Friday, amen. I want you to turn to the book of our text, amen, in Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah 17, amen, we're going to start at verse 7. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. And the word of God goes like this, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, and have made the Lord their hope, and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach down deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Man, why don't we all stand up for a moment? Amen. Get one more stretch. Amen. Before this three-hour sermon, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I can't preach for three hours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I just go crazy. But let's just pray and invite God to come and, and, and prepare us. You know, there's a great weekend that's coming ahead of us. Friday night, you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss Saturday mornings with the morning sessions. Uh, Saturday night is our keynote speaker with Pastor Philemon. And, and so you don't want to miss any of that, amen. Of course, you want to see the wrap-up of Sunday morning here, amen, as we finish the, the Well Conference next Sunday, a week from today, amen. And so I know that we're going to be refreshed, but there's some roots that need to start to grow down deeper, amen. God's going to prepare us tonight or this morning for those go a little deeper, amen. And then we got to uproot some things as well, amen. Kill the dead roots. Remember, God prunes those things that don't produce fruit, and so we want to be fruitful people in the kingdom of God. So God wants to bring something to us. And so I believe that he'll, as he's already been preparing us, he'll do something this morning and get us ready for that Friday night. Amen. With evangelist Jose Vargas. Amen. He's going to come. He's going to tear it up. Amen. And he's already dropping some things of what he wants to do. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Amen. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes as we get ready to root ourselves a little deep. Father, Lord, we just thank you this morning, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would meet us, Lord. Thank you so much for, Father, our family and friends and visitors that are here today, Father. Those online, Father, we ask right now, my Lord, that you would open up our hearts and open up our minds, Lord, to your word, Father God. Father, your word is alive and active, Father God. Your word is the living water, Lord. It's the bread of life, Father God. And so we pray right now that you would use me, Father God, to speak thy word to your people, Father God. For we know it's not by might nor by power, but only by your spirit, Father God. So Holy Spirit, have your way right now as we invite you to come as you're already here. But now use me and work through me and speak through me, Father God, to speak your words, Father, that those that have an ear... 
let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them. Lord, I pray for change and transformation. But Lord, most importantly, Lord, that our roots grow deeper in you. And Father, for signs, wonders, miracles, and salvation, Father God. Not only right here in this house, but those watching online, Father God. We pray that prodigals would come home. Those that, Father, Father, just invite you into their hearts, Father, and accept you as Lord and Savior, Father. Father, we thank you so much for what you've done and all that you're going to do and all that you're about to do. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat. Amen. We've been learning throughout the series, amen, that we need to be rooted in the Word of God. That we need to be grounded in our relationship with Christ and rooted. Somebody say rooted. Rooted in the church. Amen. Because we got to understand, church, if you are not rooted, you will not last very long. Amen. And today I want to minister a message on our theme, Rooted, with a subtitle, Rooted to Stay. Rooted to Stay. How many want to stay? <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I, I'm not here to be rooted for a moment and then be uprooted somewhere else. Amen. I want to be rooted to stay. And so... I want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 13, 21. And the Word of God says there, But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's Word. Psalms 92, 13 says this, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. Hallelujah. God this morning wants you to be planted. I say God this morning wants you to be planted. Amen. You have to come to a place in your walk with the Lord. Amen. You got to come to a place, amen, and make a decision where you're going to plant yourself. You got to find a church, amen, that you can call home. Hallelujah. Come on. If you are going to get rooted, Yourself in Christ, amen. you got to find a place that calls home. Amen. Come on, we we got to understand that we got to plant ourselves. God wants you to plant yourself in a place that you can root yourself, that you can grow, amen. Tell your neighbor, plant yourself. you got to plant yourself, amen. There are no pot plants in the kingdom of God, amen. Come on, you got to plant yourself in ground. you got to plant yourself in soil where you can grow, amen. Uh, you know, don't be a pot plant, hallelujah. Pot plants move wherever they go, amen. They're just, a, they're just, they're in a pot. But how many know that the roots can't go very deep in a pot? It, it can grow so much and it can grow so much out and that's it. But we want to get planted in a house where the ground, where we can say, this is where I plant myself, where I can root myself and where I can grow. In Luke chapter 8, verse 11 uh, through 15, it says this. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those that hear the message only to have the devil come and take away from their hearts, from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Oh, it's talking about the different soils here. We talked about the soil, man, that you're not rooted, you're going to be taken away. And so here it's explaining the parable here of the, of the seed, amen. And this says the seeds on rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, 
They believe for a while, then fall away when they face temptation. Amen. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those that hear the message and all too quickly receive, uh, uh, all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life and they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Each of these seeds are in the church today. Each of these uh, examples are in the church today. And we have to understand that we need to be the soil or the seed that falls on good soil if we want to be rooted up in Christ. Romans chapter 7, 15 says this, I don't understand myself at all. Amen. This is Paul speaking here. Amen. And Paul is speaking. I, I don't understand myself at all, for I really want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do the very thing that I hate. Come on. Somebody say amen. Come on. Are you got, you gone through that season? Come on. Wanting to do the right thing and don't do it. Amen. And the things that you should be doing, you don't do. Amen. This is Paul speaking, the great apostle Paul. Amen. He's showing that, you know what, we go through struggles. Amen. We go through things. And today we're going to ask God, amen, to take us all a little deeper in him. I want you to say this after me. Say, Lord. Come on, say, Lord, take me deeper. This is a prayer that we should have, church, if we're really going to root ourselves in Christ, amen, in order to be built up on him. We have to ask the Lord, amen, take me deeper, amen. The winds are coming, the storms are coming, things are coming my way, our way, amen. And we can't be the seed, amen, these other seeds, amen, that never grow into maturity, the seeds, amen, that fall away, amen, when when they face troubles and problems, the seed that doesn't grow because they face temptation and give into it, amen. We got to be the seed, amen, of good soil, amen, that we grow ourselves deep in Christ, amen. And so we got to ask ourselves, amen, that when we're going through those storms and through those battles and through the winds and everything that face that we face in life church lord take me deeper come on those are the moments you got to deepen yourself like i said you got to lean into the wind don't give yourself into the wind you got to lean into it amen as you lean roots get stronger something starts to happen to you spiritually amen that grounds yourself and the holy spirit comes in and he helps you through can somebody say amen You have to make that your declaration. You have to make that your statement in your walk with God. Lord, take me deeper. See, part of the process of rooting ourselves deeper is coming to grips with the fact that sin, come on somebody, sin will get in the way of your spiritual growth. Sin will rob you of your inheritance and your destiny in Christ. Can I talk about sin today, church? Come on, hallelujah. I won't make some of you guys a little bit uncomfortable, but it's all right. God just wants to root yourself, amen, a little deeper, amen. Come on, somebody. One of the great benefits of rooting ourselves deeper in Christ is that we gain strength. Listen, we gain strength to say no to sin and yes to God in obedience. 
When you root yourself, church, amen, uh, you've got to understand that the benefits that it gives you and I, amen, uh, it gives us strength, amen, uh, to say no to that sin that comes, amen, our way, amen, sin that we easily give into, amen. We, we have the strength to say no to that and say, God, I'm going to obey you, God, and say yes to you. It helps us to get rooted to stay. But what is sin? What is sin? Sin is knowing the right thing to do and not doing it. That's sin. Come on, James says it in four, uh, chapter 4, 17. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Come on, how I many know we know the things that we need to do? <laughs> and when you don't do it, it's, it's what? Sin. Come on, let's just... This is, just realize that when we don't do the things that we ought to do, it is sin. Amen. Come on. We think it's just not doing, it's doing all the bad things. We think that that's obvious, amen, but it's simply not doing the right things that you're supposed to be doing. That is sin. That's what the Bible says. That's what James says, amen. Come on. Has anyone here ever been tempted? Come on. I mean, if you don't raise your hand, you're all liars, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've all been tempted. Hallelujah. Hands and feet, hallelujah. I raise it all, amen, because we, and we live in Las Vegas. Come on now. You're going to be tempted in the city, amen. We all face temptation, amen. Uh, come on, have you ever been tempted by that one sin? Listen, that, that one sin that harasses you. Come on, it's all, it's all right to say okay. Come on, it's all right to say yes. Come on, we, we all fall short of God's glory, amen. Uh, come on, it, it comes and, and it harasses you. It continuously uh, brings trouble, amen. It always seems to revisit you. Come on, right? Come on, you can be doing good for a great time, and here it comes again. It's that one thing, church, come on, that's always knocking at your door, amen. He's knocking, amen. I know you're there, Anthony. Woo, come on. Girl, you better answer that door right now, Christina. I'm there. You know it's me. Don't ignore me. Come on. I'm not picking on these two because they're in sin, guys. Don't look at them and say, oh, What's wrong with them? Hallelujah. No, no, no. They're just, I'm just, that's how sin comes. He comes knocking at my door. Come on, he comes knocking at your door. You can put your name in that knock, church. Come on, nobody's exempt from the knock, amen. But that one thing that always comes back and he starts knocking at the door and he says, I know that you're there. Don't ignore me. It's that irritating sin that draws you in. It pursues you. It straight up stalks you. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. You don't want to open the door, amen. You don't want to. You want to ignore that voice, but you end up doing it. Come on, somebody. Say amen. amen. Come on. You got to understand, church. Uh, we think, uh, come on, we think, uh, uh, you know, I think that I, we can all understand Paul right here in the scripture when he says, uh, the thing I don't like doing, I end up doing. And the thing that I should be doing, I don't. Paul understood this, amen, that we all go through this time in our lives, that one thing that, that harasses us in our walk. You got to understand today, church, just because sin comes knocking at your door doesn't mean that you have to open the door. Come on. I know some of you guys know how to hide from the door knock. Come on, the ones that knock at your door at your home, oh, shh, shut up, shh. Don't answer it. It's them again. <laughs> come on. I know. Come on. We, why can't we do the same thing to sin? 
Come on, we, we, we know we, we cannot answer the door, but we seem to answer the door that knocks to us. Listen, I'm talking about that particular sin that you know. Come on, tell your neighbor, you know. Oh, you know, girl. You know, you know, guy. You know that sin. And you know that one thing that just gets to you. That he, he knows that button to press on you, church. It's a sin that is hindering, listen, the process of you rooting yourself deeper. If you can get victory over this church, let me tell you, God will blow your mind. Come on, if you can get victory over this one thing that you seem to trip over time and time, I'm telling you, you'll root yourself deeper, amen, and you'll start to grow yourself up in Christ, amen. If you can do this, let me tell you, everything starts to get released to you. How many want those things? There are things on the other side of that harassment. There are things on the other side of that thing that irritates you. That If you can simply have victory in Christ, let me tell you, you can start to step into the promises of God. It's over that thing. Hebrews chapter 12, one says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a, such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of death, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Come on, it's time to get over the hump. It's time to get over that sin. It's time to get victory over that thing. And say, I'm not going to give in to that no more. God, I'm going to root myself deeper in you. Lord, take me deeper, Lord, that I can put my eyes on the race, amen, that you have set before me. Let me run with endurance, Lord, and reach my prize. Come on, somebody. Because it goes on to say in verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 12 that, that we can do this. By keeping our eyes on who? Jesus, right? The perfecter of our faith. Come on. If we can keep our eyes on Jesus, church, and you can have victory over your sin, amen, and you can be rooted to stay. There are men and women in the Bible who have fell, listen, to the snare of sin. Scriptures that show how sin entered into human lives and robbed them of soul much. The Bible's there for us to learn from these mistakes of our brothers and sisters of the past to help us have victory in our present and in our future, church. Somebody has paved the way for us. Somebody has been there already. Somebody can help you through. That's why it's so important for us to gather. As I mentioned, gathering, coming together, this is where it happens, where we can help each other. Amen. Online is great, guys. And we love you guys for being here, but it's nothing better than being present. That we can talk. Amen. Come on. You can hear the message, but there's no one there encouraging you. Come on, there's no one there laying hands on you. Right here, we can encourage you. So come on, I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. Come on, I've got through this. This is how I got victory. Come on, root yourself. Cry out to God. Go deeper with God, amen, and he'll give you victory over that. And so many people in the Bible have paved the way for you and I and to overcome our mistakes and go deeper, amen. But things rob us, church, when we fall into sin or we don't get rid of that one thing that harasses us. Look at Noah. Noah spoiled his walk with God by drunkenness. Come on, Abraham lost his influence through deception. Moses was shut out of the promised land because of temper. 
Come on, Israel was kept out of the promised land for 40 years because of their unbelief. Come on, David's life and royalty was stained by the sin of adultery. All these were great men of God, amen. But for a single sin, they missed out on greater things for their lives. Some people think and say, you know what, that's the way I am, Pastor. This is the way I was born. Come on, we may be prideful, hot-tempered, lustful, but my Bible says that once we are born again, amen, sin no longer has dominion over us, church. You've got to understand, it's been broken. What Jesus Christ did on that cross breaks that dominion over us, church. Romans chapter 6, 14 says this, For sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law, but you are under grace. Thank God for God's grace. Amen. Come on, we, have, we, have, we can overcome because of the grace of God. Our sin deserves punishment. It should have been us hanging on the cross. But God brought grace and pardoned us of our sins. And we can just stop that. And he says, you know, it's not going to have dominion over you. I, I, I've taken away the keys to hell, death, and the grave. I have one sin for you. Church. If, if this one thing, things, stop you from getting closer to God, then, then he, she, or it has to go. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, hey, bye, Julio. <laughs> I remember using Julio way back in our first building. I think Sister Miranda was there. Amen. Julio was just a, a name for sin. I said, oh, there's Julio again. Hallelujah. And thank God we didn't never had any Julios in the church, amen. <laughs> I don't think we do any right now, any Julio. Come on, you gotta, you gotta. Let me tell you, if it stops you and prevents you, that one thing, that it can be a person, it can be a thing, church, it can be something, whatever it is. If that one thing is robbing you from your destiny, then that one thing or that one person has to go. Let me tell you. Come on, keeping that relationship is not better than keeping God, church. Come on, you, you got to press into your, your destiny. you got to press into the promises of God. Don't let that one thing stop you, but say bye to Julio. Hallelujah. Let's look at what sin does. Sin becomes part of your identity. We say things like, well, it runs in the family. This is, how, this is how it is. This is how I'll be, amen. This is how I am. You can take it or leave it, amen. You know what? Besides, God knows my heart. I can't, I can't help it. I'm perfect. And like I said, no one is. But what you need to do, not follow your heart, but follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to do. Not what our heart says, but what the Spirit of God says. What the Holy Spirit says. Follow that conviction. Come on, you know that conviction, amen? That's that conviction that's stopping you when sin is calling you. Saying, don't go there, don't do it, don't fall into it, don't answer the door. That is the Holy Spirit, and you got to follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When Leonardo da Vinci, remember him? Da Vinci. When, when he was painting, <laughs> Italiano, yes. That was his cousin, Hallelujah. 
Well, when Leonardo da Vinci was painting the masterpiece of the Last Supper, he was looking for a role model to stand in to be Christ. And he finally located a choir member in one of the churches in Rome, a man full of life and great features. This young man's name was Pietro Bananelli. Bananelli. Pietro Bananelli. Years had passed and the painting was still not finished. All the disciples were portrayed except for one, Judas. Then he found another man who looked very hard and distorted by sin, begging on the streets of Rome, and he hired him to stand in for him as he painted the face of Judas, the traitor on his canvas. And he was about to pay and dismiss the man when he says, you know what, I didn't even get your name. And he says, my name is Pietro Bananali. I also sat for you as a role model for Christ as well. What changed this man's life so dramatically from the first time they met? And as they talked, it was the weight and the bitterness of sin that creeped into his life. This same man that portrayed Jesus and full of life, later, years later, stood in for Judas and life ripped him off. Listen, church, don't allow sin to dictate who you are, what you do for God. Don't let it be part of your identity. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. There comes a new identity. The old things, the old identity, the sin is passed away, and behold, all things become new. This is what Christ has done for us, church. Come on, don't let sin dictate who and what you are, church. Come on, don't let it become part of your identity. Identify yourself in Christ. Amen. Identify yourself in Christ. We need to kill sin, church, or sin is going to kill us or rob us. Come on, somebody. Let's get rooted to stay. Let's get rooted to stay. Another thing that sin makes you feel is hopeless. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. Makes you feel wretched, defeated, despairing, resigned, downhearted. Amen. Come on. Let's just get it down to the nitty-gritty. Sin makes you feel ugly. Come on. It does. Amen. Now, I know that the Bible says sin is good for a season, but let me tell you, when that season's over, ugliness comes. Come on. Hopelessness comes into our lives, church. Come on. You see, this is the result of unconfessed sin in our lives is a sense of hopelessness. This is not God's will for us. This is not God's will for you. Psalms 31, 24 says this, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all who hope in the Lord. Psalms 25, 5 says this, You are God my Savior. My hope is in you all, long, all day long. It's through God. Amen. Listen, God wants to remove hopelessness and restore the hope. Somebody say the hope. The hope that sin has robbed of you. Listen, church, there is more mercy in Christ than sin in you. There is more mercy in Christ than sin in you. 
Come on, isn't that a good thing? Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what you've done, amen. Doesn't matter how much you've done it, amen. There is mercy in Christ, amen. Come on to overcome and forgive you and pardon you of all your sins. But sin also makes us become defensive. Come on. You become protected and guarded. What are you doing? Nothing. Why? We're all always uptight, amen. You're paranoid. You're oversensitive, watchful. Come on. Self-justifying, nervous. You ever seen someone walk into church after missing church for a while? They're walking all. Is that you, bro? Yeah, yeah. Come on, they don't even want to see their face because it's all, all over him. It makes us feel ugly. Come on, it, it, it makes you, listen, straight up lie. Come on, you lie in your sin. You lie about where you've been. You lie about what you've been going through, amen. Come on, any of you still get nervous when a cop pulls you over? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're, you're, you're set free, hallelujah. Come on, we get, we get paranoid and go, man, I wonder if I got a warrant. <laughs> Well, you start looking at your wife, amen, or your spouse, amen, like, did you pay the ticket? <laughs> nope. Well, you're going in. <laughs> Come on, we're set free, amen. We're not supposed to be nervous in the streets, amen. Come on, our, my past is forgiven, amen. I've been covered by the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, I don't know why you pulled me over, officer, but I'm just trying to get to church, hallelujah. Come on, I, I don't know what my past is. and Come on, sometimes they'll walk into their computer, amen. I don't find nothing. You're free to go, sir. Woo, hallelujah. That's Jesus. Yeah, we get paranoid. Come on, we know all those things. Oh, man, I forgot again. I didn't pay it. They've been hounding me. God doesn't want us to walk around like that, church. It becomes a distraction, listen, from fruitfulness. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Come on. I know I'm forgiven. And even if I get a ticket and even if I got put in, it doesn't matter. God will get me out. God is a good God. And for some of us, maybe you needed to go in for a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. Hello. Somebody say hello. Come on. Sometimes we think it's all bad. I mean, God, where are you? I'm right here, son. I'm going to take care of you a little bit. I'm going to have to take you in for a little bit, but you're going to have to trust me. Come on, God knows what he's doing. For some of us, it's a wake-up call. Come on, we need a wake-up call. It was wake-up call in my life that, 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 call, that I was able to call out to God after being bachelor for 10 years. It's a wake-up call. I thank God for the wake-up call. I didn't like the wake-up call because things were exposed. I was embarrassed. I was nervous. I didn't want to admit to the things I'd done, amen, the, yet it was all exposed. God says, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about that. God's a man of his word. God will take care of us. He, he's a God of restoration. Come on, he's a God of reconciliation. God, God fixes, church. 
You just got to trust the process, amen, and say, you know what? I'm glad you busted me because if you didn't bust me, I'd still be lost. I'd still be out there. I'd still listen to the lies of the enemy, but you came in, and you arrested me with the Holy Spirit, and then you put my mind, you opened my eyes, God, and you set me free, and you forgave me. Thank you. Say, why, God? Say, thank you, God. Say that. Thank you, God. He does things, amen, for our own good. Can somebody say amen? amen? Listen, sin makes you become a slave. Come on, somebody. Romans chapter 6, 12 to 14 says this. Don't let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to your sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, somebody say Instead. Give yourself completely to God, for we were dead, but now we have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, amen, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's amazing grace. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, For the Spirit of the Lord, for the Lord is spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. John 8, 34 says this. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Anyone who sins is a slave to sin, church. If we are going to get rooted to stay, then we must say no to sin. No way, Jose. No way, Julio. I'm not biting into that apple no more. I'm not doing that no more. You're going to have to come up with a, you're going to have to root yourself because that's the only way that you can say is when you root yourself. Come on, church. Come on. Did you do your root dance today? Hallelujah. During worship, are you getting rooted? Amen. Come on. Do you walk out like this? Hallelujah. God, I, God, I got to get rooted. Amen. You got to get rooted. Amen. No, you can't pause in this. I got to root myself. Amen. That will help you to say no to sin, to say no to those things that are knocking at your door and say, God, I'm going to say yes to you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to follow you, God. It's hard right now, and I feel like giving in, but then the Holy Spirit comes, and he says, don't worry. I'm right here. I got you. Just listen to my voice. Get into my word. Play some worship music and root yourself deeper. Come on. Got to twist it a little bit. Mm. Root it. Get deeper, church. You're not going to root yourself by just standing there. What are you doing? Rooting myself? No, you're not. <laughs> root requires action. What are you doing? You see what I'm doing. I'm rooting myself. You've got to go deeper, church. It has to be an attitude. You've got to wake up with your attitude and say, man, I'm going to get rooted today. I had a bad day yesterday. It was kind of rough. Amen. God, I need to root myself. Every time you root, Holy Spirit comes. He's there to help you. Talked about this in the Goldman, right? About the Holy Spirit. and Man, come on, tap into that power. Come on, if we're not calling out to the Holy Spirit, we're not building a relationship with the Holy Spirit, then we're going to struggle, church. He's our empowerment. He's our everything. He's your friend. He's your counselor. He's your, he's your best buddy. Come on, you got to call out, Holy Spirit, help me. Come on, root yourself. Go deeper. He'll play a tune in your mind. Get you to do that root dance.
devil, you ain't going to, no way. No way. You can huff and puff all you want, but mm -mm. I'm rooting myself. I'm getting deeper. I'm getting deeper. Root yourself, church. Come on, we are rooted to stay. Come on, as you root yourself to stay and you make up your mind, this is where I'm going to plant myself. This is where I'm going to grow. This is where I'm going to let God do what he needs to do in my life. Then, then he gives you that no in your spirit and a yes to him. Some things need to happen, listen, church, if we're going to be rooted to stay. Number one, first, stop making excuses. We are so good in excuses. But, 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 but God, Pastor, you understand. Stop making excuses. Don't but, Pastor, just stop it. Tell your neighbor, stop it. Come on, stop it. Come on. Luke chapter 14, 18 to 20 says this. But they all began making excuses. One said, I, I just bought a field. I just bought my house. I must expect it, so please excuse me. Another said, I just bought five pairs of oxen. I just got a new car, amen. I want to try it out, amen. Please excuse me. The other one says, now that I have a wife, I can't come. She won't let me. Please excuse me. She won't let me. Take your pants back, bro. And come to Goldman, hallelujah. Hello, come on, somebody. Come on. Wives, let them go. You pray to them and get saved. Now they get saved. And you won't even let them go to a men's discipleship? Come on, there's something wrong there. I don't trust them. What, with men? <laughs> wow. If that's a problem, there's another problem going on there. Amen. Let him go. Let him be a man. Let him stand. He needs to be around other men. Come on, stop making excuses. Come on, if we are going to ask God to be rooted to stay, if we're going to pray that prayer, Lord, take me deeper, then we have to stop making excuses and be willing to give him full priority in our lives. But I can. It's hard. Stop making excuses. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do all things through everything. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, tap into Jesus. Come on, the, the common English Bible says, I can endure all things through the power of the one who gives me strength. Come on, call out to Jesus. Tap out to Jesus. Tap out to the Holy Spirit. The Amplified Classic says it like this. I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am already for everything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. There's power in Christ, church. You can truly do all things. Somebody say all things. All things through Christ. Stop with the excuses. If we can stop, then we can allow the Lord to root us deeper in him. To be rooted, to stay. Another thing we need to cut off, listen, our ties. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. We need to cut off some old friends. 
old things off of us, church. I'm telling you, you're not going to grow hanging out with the old crowd. You will never grow. I'm talking, no, no, you need to get away. You need to stop that. Get away and cut some ties. Let me tell you, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, that was the one thing I needed to do is cut all my friends off. I wasn't any better than them, but I was not going to allow them to take me to hell. My salvation, my wife was more important than them. They're my friends still, but I don't hang out with them no more. I minister to them. I'll talk to them, but I don't hang out with them. You got to cut some old ties, church. I'm telling you, don't think you're strong enough. You're not. Well, I've been saved six days. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Hallelujah. Get all excited. Amen. No, no, you're going to fall. doesn't matter if you've been saved 10 years, six years. You hang out with the bad crowd, you become that bad crowd. Things start to sink into your spirit. The way they talk, the what they do, what they carry, church, comes on you. I'm just trying to be truthful to you guys. Come on, you got to cut your ties. It says right here in 1 Corinthians 15, 33 to 34, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning for, for you to shame and say that some of you don't know God at all. Oh, listen, those who desire God in their lives need to be careful of who they're hanging out with, amen, and who they allow into their lives, church. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says this, Do not team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? The Message Bible puts it like this, Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make right partnership out of Right and wrong. That's not a partnership. That's war. It's light. Best friends with dark. Does Christ go strolling around with the devil? <laughs> Come on. He says you got to cut those ties, church. Uh, some are here uh, today, amen, need to cut some things off from some people if you are going to be rooted to stay. Not trying to tell you what to do, church, amen. I'm not saying that you can't be friends of the world. I'm just saying you can't hang out and do what they're doing, church. You know, let me tell you, it's just, it's just good spiritual sense. And I'm telling you this because I love you. I want to see you make it. I want to see you get rooted. I want you, I want you to get victory over that sin. Church, if you're hanging out with the world, you're not going to get victory over that sin. That sin stays alive inside of you. You're not that strong, and you're not that bad. <laughs> Come on, the devil is fierce, right? The Bible says he roams around like a roaring lion, seeking who to devour. If you're hanging out with those bad friends or hanging out where you're not supposed to be hanging out, amen, he comes and he'll pounce on you. He brings things to you. Come on. When he calls on you, everything's free to him. You don't have to pay for nothing. He brings it. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. Hallelujah. James 4, 7 says, so, humbly, so humble yourself before the Lord. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. We need to get rooted to stay, church. Also, some of you here need to fill that void. If you remove something, listen, church, 
you got to fill that void. Ephesians chapter 5, 18 says, don't be drunk with wine, but because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fill your life, church. Fill those voids with God's word. If you remove something, refill it. If you remove an old friend, put a new friend in, a godly friend in. Come on, that will influence you, amen. Come on, fill it with God's word. Get back with God's word, amen. Fill yourself with the voids that are missing in your life with God's word. you got to understand, the Bible is not meant to be bread for daily use. It's supposed to be meant for, for daily use, amen. Come on, some of us, we use it, uh, we, we, we use the word of God like a cake for special occasions, Come on, it's, it's daily use. Get into the word daily, right? Some of you guys have a, a thing that you drink, what, coffee daily, right? Come on, or you do something daily. You eat a piece of bread daily. Whatever that is, you've got to have the word of God like that daily. Take it in. Take it in, amen. Surround yourself with godly people. Hello? Come on, don't hang out with the world. Find some good Friends, godly people, fellowship, hang out with believers. Here's, a, here's another good one. Come to church. <laughs> come to church will keep you safe, church. Just come. When the doors are open, I, you need to be here. The conference, I, I hope that you made that your top priority, that I need to be at this conference. I need to be at the well. I need to drink the water that's in the well. I don't want to thirst anymore, amen. I want to go to the well, amen. God's going to meet me at the well. God knows everything about you at the well. That's what he told the lady there at the well, amen. He knew everything about her. That's what God knows. He knows everything about us, but then he gives us what we need. We need to come and drink, amen, from the well, amen. Don't drink of something that you, creates a thirst again, amen. He says, you drink this water, you'll never thirst again. You've got to come to the well and say, God, I, I want to get over this hump. God, I, I don't want this one thing that harasses me to always be in the constant reminder of my failure or constant reminder of my weakness, God. I'm powerful through you. I can do all things through you, God. I need your strength, God. I need you to pour me in. I need to root myself deeper, Lord. I'm not giving up. You just got to make up your mind. God, that's it no more. I want victory. I want promises. I want all that you have for me, God. I'm not going to let this one thing rob me from my destiny and all the things that you have for me. you got to make up your mind, church. What do you want? Do you want God or do you want the world? There is no middle ground here, church. you got to make up your mind and say, God, I want you. I want you, God. I've had the other side, and I go back to it, and it always rips me off, always takes away more than I've given. God, not no more. I want to go to you because you give me life, and I want more of you, God. You've got to make up your mind, church. What do you want? Like I said before, some of us were playing the fence. I'm just, I'm just hanging right here in the fence, amen. And we think, hey, you know what, I'm safe right here. I'm a little bit here. I'm a little bit there. And you don't realize that the devil owns the fence. You've got to choose a side. God, I want to step into the promises of God. Israel wandered 40 years, 40 years, church, wandering because of their unbelief. Because they started to go back and go back to the world and 
Why'd you bring us out here? You brought us here to die. Was there no graves in Egypt? Why'd you bring us here? And all the complaints. Yeah, when they were in Egypt, get us out of here. Ah, and then, you know, make up your mind. God delivers them. Then he brings them to the Red Sea. And then God delivers them again. And they're still complaining. Let's make our own God. So they wandered for 40 years. No wonder Moses got angry. I'd be angry too if that was their pastor. Hallelujah. Man, you guys don't get it. <laughs> no wonder he struck the rock. But his anger kept him out of the promised land. But Joshua rose up. Joshua rose up and says, come on, we're going, guys. Takes him through the Jordan. Takes him to the promised land, church. There's a spirit of Joshua right now leading us, church. Come on, are we going to be the old rebellious people that don't get into the promises of God? Or are we going to be the people that say, God, we believe now. Did you know that they wandered for 40 years until all that generation dropped dead? So all the unbelievers all dropped dead. And then they said, okay, now this is a new generation. Teach them. Let's go. I don't want to wander, church, no more. It's time to root ourselves and be all that God wants us to be and give us all that God wants to give us. Let not us, say me, let not us get in the way. Come on. Get rid of the sin. Don't let it rob you. Don't let it kill you. Remove it and let's step in. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to close today, amen. There's some things in our lives that we need to remove. People that we, we need to move in order for us to get rooted and stay. Let's all stand up, amen.